Thanks for joining this episode of the Roar Podcast. My name is Joel. My name is Terrell. And today we have the privilege of having one of our co-workers, Allie Croy, with us today. Allie, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. I'm excited to be here. This is cool. So Allie is our Central Florida Admissions Counselor, all y'all who are listening from Polk County. She is your go-to. She is your outlet. Um, but Allie, as we start this episode, do you mind giving our listeners a little background about you, your, your kind of your story, how God brought you here to Warner? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, just realized today that in four weeks, I will have been here for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. That's been really exciting to uh, get to experience higher ed and for Warner to be my first um, real experience with working in higher ed has been great. But uh, for the last 10 years, I was actually working full time for my home church, uh, Winter Haven Worship Center in Winter Haven, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, yep, as the uh, children's ministry director. And then also working with young adults there as well. And um, just kind of like the natural progression, like with some things that God was leading me to do in my life, I ended up here at Warner um, beginning in January of 2020. And it has been a phenomenal experience. Awesome. Awesome. So today, guys, we're going to kind of dive into uh, transitioning a little bit um, from our topics in our previous podcast. We'll kind of talk a little bit about our spiritual formation around us sitting around this table and how college kind of opened our eyes, opened doors for us to grow in our relationship with Christ. So we're each going to give you um, or the listener a little taste about our spiritual journeys and how God brought us to this season of life. Allie's kind of already touched on that, but um, I think for some students, for those who are curious on how college affects their faith and what that looks like, I, we're kind of here to help kind of unpack that because we've been there. We've, we're at this season of life where we've experienced a college experience and we want to kind of give you guys some advice as we as you move forward and prepare for college yourself. So, Allie, do you mind sharing a little bit about your spiritual background? You kind of touched on already, but kind of your your home dynamic, what it looked like transitioning um, from being a follower of Christ in, at home and what it looked like when you kind of transitioned to the college experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, growing up, I grew up in church. Um, that's kind of my history, my family culture. Most of my family members are in full-time ministry. And so, um, the church was what I knew uh, growing up. Those the, you could almost say it was like a family business in a way. Um, I have cousins who are um, senior pastors, lead pastors of churches. Uh, we have youth pastors in our family, um, Sunday school teachers going way back, you name it. And so mm-hmm. basically, um, all that I knew growing up was that I love Jesus and I love people. Mm-hmm. And so the natural progression was um, to go to a Christian college. I knew that I wanted to do ministry. <clears throat> And so I decided um, as an 18 year old that I would go to a Bible school that was uh, located right outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was mm-hmm. a school that I had family that went to. And um, that was kind of always just the plan. But going into college, that was really all that I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if somebody had said, well, what's your long term plan? You know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I either would have said, I don't know, or I would have said something really incredibly unrealistic. <laughs> um but that was as far as I knew. I knew I love Jesus. I love people. And um, I want to know more about how to serve them both. And that was ultimately really the extent of the thought process that led me to ultimately choosing a Bible college mm. to attend after high school. Mm. 
Pharrell, would you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about your story too? Now that we get, so some of our viewers have learned a little bit more about us as we've yeah. shared over the last few episodes. Yeah. But do you mind kind of giving our 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 listeners kind of a little background about your your faith journey as well? Um, kind of Definitely. how God brought you and prepared you for his relationship with you uh, when it came to college. Um, so I was a little bit of the same kind of, um, my, the first 10 years of my life was church in between my, um, grandmother's on my, my mom and my dad's side on my mom's side, um, um, was, um, Abington mm. is a church. It's, uh, called, um, Salem Baptist. Mm. I had my, <laughs> my grandmother worked in the credit union that was in the church, um, my great aunts and uncles and aunts and uncles and cousins were, um, deacons. Um, I was related to, um, the pastor at one point. He mm. was my second cousin before he left and I didn't know until he left. Um, so like my, my whole family was, was in the church. And then when I kind of moved down to, when we transitioned down to Florida, when I was around 10 years old, that all that kind of stopped. I was still really big, um, you know, into following my faith, but it would, it kind of died down a little bit. And then getting into high school, um, I reconnected. I was kind of going through a lot of stuff and was reconnecting in, you know, in my faith journey. And I kind of got back into it. I got really involved mm-hmm. with, um, uh, fellowship Christian athletes mm. and going back to church with uh, one of my good friends, Jeremy Samuels, and then um, kind of transitioning into college. Um, I think that God put me at Warner for a reason. Um, I can definitely go into that, but 100%. Mm, cool. So, so it sounds like all of us around this table, um, I'll share a little bit about my, my kind of upbringing here in a second, have all come from Christian homes where Christ was proclaimed and modeled and exemplified yeah. for us. Um, so kind of a little bit about my, my backstory. I was a missionary kid. My parents actually um, moved me overseas when I was six months old. So I actually grew up overseas on a little island called Bonaire. So I got to experience God's provision and faithfulness firsthand living overseas. Um, that kind of helped me shape my faith. And more than that, my parents' obedience to their calling is what kind of helped me fall in love with Christ. I wanted a relationship that my parents had where they relied completely on, on Christ and his um, movement and his direction. And so it wasn't until high school though, where it kind of became my own faith. I mean, I was a missionary's kid. That's all that my identity was wrapped around. It wasn't wrapped around Christ necessarily. It was wrapped around the calling that he had placed in my parents' life. So it wasn't until high school where I kind of said, Hey, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and savior. I want what my parents have. I want you to direct and guide me in every step of the way. Mm So for me, um, when it came to trying to decide what I wanted to do for higher ed, um, where I wanted to go to college. Honestly, um, I became a little selfish when it came to trying to pick where I wanted to go to college. Um, I wanted to play sports in college. So I was like, you know what? I don't care where I go. Whoever gives me the best scholarship, that's where I'm going. I wasn't really thinking about my spiritual formation or my spiritual growth at that point in life. And boy, did God have some other plans for me. Um, he kind of, put my, all my plans fell through literally months before I was planning on going to college and God kind of humbled me and said, Hey, um, I know that you have your dreams and aspirations, but I have bigger ones. So sit down and, and buckle up. And yeah. I think wow. my time at Warner, um, kind of really solidified my faith. My time at college yeah. kind of helped me make my faith my own. So mm-hmm. that's just a, a little background about me. And, um, it's kind of cool to hear how God's kind of prepared us for our, mm-hmm. our first like, semester, our season in college. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how you say that was how you made your faith your own because mm-hmm. my experience 
starting out in college was, um, like I said, I, I knew I loved Jesus and I knew I loved people. And I didn't know much else. And um, it wasn't really until college for me, I kind of came to that pivotal point in my life of where my family's faith, my mm. pastor's faith, my church's mm-hmm. faith wasn't enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I had an instructor in college that said at some point, other people's faith and other people's stories stop being enough and you must have your own. Mm-hmm. You have you have to have your own well to draw from. Yeah. And um, I went to school. I made the decision to go to school over a thousand miles away. So mm. I can't go home on the weekends if it gets rough and uh have, you know, my mom pray about it. If I have an issue, I I have to abide by the things that I've been taught my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it was my opportunity to see, like, is this real? Does yeah. this work? Yeah. Does living a life in obedience to Christ, is that something beneficial to me? And that was my opportunity to really kind of prove that. And mm-hmm. I definitely went through a season where um, my faith became my own because I didn't have another choice, yeah. you know, but to but to adopt it as my own and really have my own stories or to walk away from it and try something mm-hmm. else. And thank God my experience was that my faith was strengthened and That's confirmed awesome. and because of, I think this, the mm-hmm. decision that I made to go where I, where I went. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, with me, my, my household, um, so my mom is really big in the faith. She doesn't talk about it much, but she's a very patient, very quiet woman. Whenever anything happens, I can always, I know when she's praying because like I'll call and she won't pick up the phone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Like I know, but, and then um, with my dad, on my dad's side of the family, I have some, um, some uncles and aunts who are Muslim. Mm. So he's gotten, um, when he was a kid, he was um, leader of his youth group and my grandmother's church and all this other stuff. And then when he got to be a teenager and his other brother, his other um, older brothers and sisters were starting to get into Muslim, Muslim faith. He got some of that, too. Mm-hmm. So he's a little indifferent when it comes to everything. So my household is like a little it's a little weird. So I mm-hmm. definitely um, when starting out in high school, you know, Getting in, I used to do um, morning Bible studies with our um, our um, football chaplain, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of got me started, you know, kind of getting back into it. Because like I said before, like in elementary school from the time I was one to ten, that was my life mm-hmm. was church. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming into high school, I was, you know, I had a lot of stuff going and I was like, okay, what do I do? My mom had cancer. My little sister um, just got clinically diagnosed as bipolar. My little brother had ADHD. I had torn my ACL. Like wow. a lot of stuff was mm-hmm. going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I had torn my first ACL. Um, and I had a whole bunch of schools looking at me and I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, um, at the time, um, I had three colleges looking at me after, after I tore my ACL, um, everything went away. I was getting looked at by, um, UWF, Purdue, uh, Rutgers, all these different schools. Mm-hmm. They were all waiting for my first three games. All of those went away the minute that I tore my ACL. This mm. was the week before my preseason game. So I didn't think I was going anywhere. I had a school, um, an HBCU um, in Richmond, Virginia, reach out to me and offer me a full full ride. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be able to be D1. I'm going to be able to play on TV, da, 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 whatever. I, the week I was supposed to go up for my official visit, I couldn't because there was a huge snowstorm. Couldn't go anywhere. 
Like, even if I tried to drive, I would have gotten stuck. So I ended up going up the second weekend and I loved it. I fell in love with uh, the coaching staff. I love the facilities. There was a gospel group on campus that I could join that I got to meet some of the people that were in it that were all really awesome. I was like, wow, this is where I want to be. Mm. At the end of, if you know what's your official visit, um, any of the athletes that are listening, you go in, they feed you, you get the tours, all the facilities, you get to go to a game, the players take you out, all that, right? The At the end of the weekend, they come and sit down with you. It was like, okay, you know, do you want to accept the offer? So they went down by alphabet. I mm-hmm. was, my last name starts with a T. <laughs> I was the absolute last person. He got to me, head coach got to me, he was like, hey, um, I apologize, but too many people accepted in front of you. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You could walk wow. on and try and earn a full ride. He said he keeps two uh, scholarships for transfers. He was like, you can walk on and try and earn it. Or, you know, that that's, would really be the only way I'd get the scholarship. Wow. And wow. with the financial situation we were in because of everything going on with my mom and, you know, have her having to do treatments and everything with my little sister being in and out um, the mental hospital sometimes, um, that just wasn't an option. Mm. Mm-hmm. So at that point, um, I ha- I was kind of like cutting Warner off. Like mm-hmm. I was ignoring the texts and ignoring the calls because I was like, I want to play D1 football. I want to be on TV. Um, I call them back. I take the tour. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to be. My first year was still a little bad because of some stuff going on um, at home as far as with my mom and my little sister and communication and all that other stuff. But and then going forward in that next semester um, or the next year, that summer, I got to uh, travel with Red Letter, who's um, one of the worship bands on campus. And I had an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It was something that um, it's absolutely unexplainable. Was that mm-hmm. summer filled with um, stupidity and drama? Yes. But yeah. at the same time, um I got to see so much of where God puts mm. his hand. Mm. Yeah. It was, um, it changed, it changed me for the better. Mm. And it made me, um, it made me want to be here and it made me want to pursue him more. Mm. I, um, I definitely think that God put me here for a reason because mm. there are some people that I know now that, um, if I wouldn't have met during the time, during what I was going through then, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have survived it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really don't think mm-hmm. I would have. Relationships are so important. Yes. I, I love something that you just said um, about how you're like, even though that was also a season of a lot of stupidity and a lot of drama, I think sometimes there's a common misconception among students who are looking for colleges that might be looking into Christian colleges and they think, well, I'm not cleaned up enough for a Christian college. Mm-hmm. I love God. I, I have a relationship with God, but I'm just not this super spiritual Bible thumper. And the thing is, all relationships are processes, yes. right? I mean, mm-hmm. your relationships with your family, they, they ebb and they flow and they grow. Your relationships with your friends, why would your relationship with God be any different? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to anyone listening who's like on the fence about going to a Christian university, you really don't need to fake it till you make it. You just need to be real. I I think yes. that all relationships, including your relationship with God, is they're just hinged on being real, being honest about mm-hmm. where you're at and who you are and, and who you're not, you know, yeah. and that's a part of growth mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. 
It's so true. Because guys, God isn't looking for a perfect perfect individual to do his bidding. He's looking for no. someone who's humble and willing to say yes. Say, mm-hmm. hey God, I know I messed up. I know I'm not perfect, but I want to be obedient to what you're calling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who are might be in their senior year of high school, you guys are trying to wrap your brain and your mind around where that next step is going to take you, what that's going to look like. I encourage you right now um, in this season to, to pray and consider, hey God, I know I have my plans. I know I have my dreams, but clearly we all around this table had our an idea of what we wanted out of college, mm-hmm. but I think God kind of, for all of us, kind of changed the course of direction. Oh, for sure. And I think we can all say here, sitting around this table, is that it worked out for our good and for His glory. Yeah. yeah. And so, for those of you who are thinking and praying about where you want to go for your your first year of college, be be still. Find some, some time to be still and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, God had made me be still and listen mm-hmm. and kind of wreck my plans. But I encourage you guys to not get to the point where I did, where I was so stubborn trying to pursue my own way that God really had to humble me um, before he kind of opened my eyes to where he wanted me to go. So I encourage you guys to, to, to listen, be still now f- kind of transitioning now. Um, what would you say, Allie? Like so maybe some words of encouragement for a student who is getting ready to take that next step to go to college and ways that they can set themselves up for success when it comes to building their personal relationship with Christ. What is something that you would encourage that first time freshman, that first time college student who may be going away from home, doesn't have that comfortable church environment that they're used to? What would you encourage them to do um, their, that first semester and their first semester of college? Well, the first thing that I'll say is... Um the college environment, whether you go to a Christian university or not, just being away from home will will kind of facilitate that a little bit because you'll mm-hmm. you'll of necessity have to be more dependent on mm. your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, you know, if um, first of all, speaking to students who did grow up in church and who did grow up with a knowledge of God or a knowledge of the word of God. My advice to you would be all this stuff that you've been taught your whole life. Try it. Mm-hmm. Try it, you know, just because, you know, God does say, try me in this, test me, you know, Mm -hmm. come now, let us reason together. All throughout the Bible, God's like, just just try me, Mm -hmm. just try me, try for yourself. Mm -hmm. I can I can remember um, a particular instance. Um, My first year in college, my roommate, um, her name was Nikki. She's probably listening right now. Hey, girl, I love you. Um, We're still like best (laughs) friends. But uh, we um, ran out of food and it was like right before Christmas break my first year. And, you know, we're broke. We're college students. We probably spent our money on stuff that we didn't need. (laughs) And uh, we were hungry and we had uh, like spent all our money that pay period. And we had like so many days left until um, we had to go home. And I remember looking at her and I said, well, either God is who he said he is or he's not. Mm. And we've always been taught that God is our provider. Now, granted, we probably weren't wise with our money, but God is merciful. (laughs) But um, I said, let's just let's not tell anybody that we don't have any food in this house. Let's pray and let's see what God does. And she was like, yeah, girl. So we just prayed about it, whatever, went to work, came home, um, was in my room, putting my things away after I got home from work and there's a knock on the door and she goes and opens the door and there's several huge paper bags full of groceries on our doorstep. And I said, who did you tell? And she said, nobody. And I knew I hadn't. And so and nobody could have overheard our conversation. It was in the house. So God had to speak to someone else, had to move Mm -hmm. on someone else's Mm -hmm. heart to do that. But I could probably sit here and tell you so many stories of times when God came through for me because 
there was nobody else I was leaning on. And I had just decided that I was just going to try it for myself. Mm. I'm not going to call my mom when I need help. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to call Jesus when I need help, you know? Um, and so, uh, for students who maybe are not coming from a Christian background or, or a church background or, or something like that, you know, that's fine too. I would, I would honestly say the same advice. When you come to a school or university like Warner, um, you are going to be surrounded by staff and faculty and students as well, um, who are going to have these experiences and these lifestyle views. And I would say, just try it, man. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. He's Amen. good. He's, he's a good father. Um, you know, every, Everybody wants a father like God. And uh, I would say the things that you're going to learn and the things that you're going to receive, just try it. Try it for yourself. Mm. Just just test out a relationship with God. Mm. Um, I do want to um, ask you both, and I'll mm. answer this question too. Um, going through, um, you know, after coming to college, right? After being in the environment, um who do you looking back now, who did you notice that God put mm. in your path to help you? Oh my gosh, how long wow. is this podcast? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um for me, I can think of two people. Um one person, uh he was actually a student, he was here already. He's kind of the one who kind of talked me into giving Warner a try. His name was Austin Shaner. Um he was a good friend of mine before college. We met um through our, our youth groups. We were pretty involved with his youth group and, and I kind of knew him before coming to college, but he was kind of that that rock that I could go to my my freshman year, um my even my sophomore year. He was that one who I could bounce ideas off of, bounce struggles off of, hold me accountable. Like hey it's Sunday. Your mom's not here to drag you to church. What are you going to do? Are you going to hold yourself accountable and go get plugged in somewhere? And so he's the one who kind of helped me establish my relationship with Christ on my own, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of that accountability partner, that that shoulder to lean on. Um, a second um, was one of my professors, um, Mr. Hofstrom. Uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life before I came to college. I switched my degree three times, um, but he kind of helped me. Obviously, he, he was a music professor, so obviously he wanted me to pursue that music degree. And I was like, Mr. Hostrom, I don't think that's for me. <laughs> so finally, we had a frank conversation. He's like, you know what, Joel? I don't care what you study. I want you to study what God wants you to study. Mm-hmm. I want you to pursue a degree that's going to prepare you to minister and use your strengths to not only glorify your Savior, but help those around them fall in love with him as well. And so that kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, hey, God, God's not looking for someone who has that perfect degree. He's looking for someone who is willing just to step out in faith and do what you're called to do. Right. And so the, those two people in my life were huge and influential in my spiritual development in college. And so those, those are just two of the many people, like, like Alex said, I can go on and on mm-hmm. talk about the different people God brought into my life. But those are just two specific ones that helped me grow. I would say, obviously the first thing that comes to my mind is friends. And I will, mm-hmm. I would never be able to, to say all of the conversations and the things that kind of built me into the person that I am now. I, I already spoke about my roommate, the way that we ended up becoming roommates was like a crazy situation in and of itself. And, and just the, um, through the years, even way many years after graduation, mm-hmm. um, make myself sound old. It's been many years, <laughs> uh, but she's, added to my life, you know, Mm. and strengthened my relationship with God. But from the standpoint of faculty, there's one particular person that stands out. I had an instructor. Her name was Leanne Merrill. Her name is Leanne Sosby now. She's been married since then. But um, 
at my school, we had a class and it was basically just about the basics of prayer. Mm-hmm. And and that's so funny because, you know, we're like, well, everybody prays. But a lot of times, so much of the time we, you know, we'll sit down to pray and we'll be like, what? I don't what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this is so awkward. And it was just basic, practical steps about how to communicate with God. Mm-hmm. And that class was so incredibly beneficial to so many areas of my life because it really helped me logically lay out like this is this is how I speak to God because God's not a human, but he is a person. Mm-hmm. He has a personality. He has thoughts and feelings. And you can communicate with him. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was something that I received from her and from her class. It was so phenomenal. But she would always uh, cite John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, um, where Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. The world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him mm-hmm. for he is with you and shall be in you. And she would say that all the time in life. If you don't know what to do, Jesus said, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know him. You really do know him. And Jesus is not a liar. And that helped me so much of my life to like make decisions and and to um, because after college is, you know, going to college is a huge decision. It's one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. But after college, man, the doors are just flung open. Where am I going to move to? Am I going to move what, you know, what job am I going to get? Where am I going to head next? Am I am I going to continue my education? There's just so many open ended questions. And that is alone has been the scripture that I've gone back to because not just the scripture did she put in us, but just the truth of like, you really do know the Holy Spirit. God, God really can help you through your life. God really can lead you. And I would say that of all of the many people who are influential in my life, maybe she the most. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, um, looking back and just like, like you, you both said, like there's a plethora of people that I could name off. Um, but the main two that I think about, um, Joshua Henry, he was my RD, my boss. I was an RA that, that clears that up. Um, (laughs) um, but he was my RD from my sophomore year to my senior year. And, um, the one thing that he always, 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 always said that a lot because I mean it, (laughs) (laughs) um, hammered into us was, um, to, um, look inside, look who, look at who we are and know that Christ accepts us for who we are. Mm. That's the, the one thing that he always hammered into us. And for me, you know, that was, um, almost a little bit of a struggle just because I was, I was always dealing with so much and I'm a person that I love to help people. I never took too much time to look at myself. You know what I mean? And that was something that he always, always, always instilled in us was to take a second, look at yourself and know that God loves you. Wow. Know that you are his son, that you are loved, that you are appreciated, that he has you, that you are with him all the time. That's so good. Um, and then, Another person, um, I would say, um, uh, my friend Moises, he is currently in, um, school to become a doctor, right? Intellectual, crazy, funny, little oblivious, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, we'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he would always, always, always be in uh, open ear when nobody else would, even if it was four o'clock in the morning. And I just got a call from my dad that 
you know, we had to take my little sister to the hospital again. Or my mom didn't tell me about a surgery that she had to do because she didn't want me to worry. You know, mm-hmm. he would always be an open ear and listen and um, always be a person to confide in. And he always did the same with me. And it, it he's a very special friend. Mm-hmm. Also helped me out through a lot. That is awesome. Um, it's kind of wrapping up here um, as we close out this episode. I want to encourage those listening um, who are getting ready to go to college, um, take that time to step out of faith and do something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, college, there's so many new opportunities that God opens the doors for you to do at college. I, out of fear and anxiety, often said no to those because I knew things and I don't get along very well. <laughs> but there were my senior and junior year, I finally stepped out in, in faith and did some awesome things. God opened some doors for me to do missions work, to travel, do things that made me uncomfortable, but ultimately stretched me and my relationship with Christ. So mm-hmm. for those of you who are getting ready to go to your first, first year of college, do something new. I mm-hmm. challenge you to do something new. I guarantee God's going to reward that um, and reward your faithfulness. But any, any last minute advice, guys, as we wrap up for our listeners uh, in regards to their relationship with Christ and growing as they get ready for their next mm-hmm. season of life? The last thing that I would say, I wrote a I wrote a little note here and it was just like a last minute thing as we were running out the door to record this podcast. Uh, but I wrote down life change happens in the context of relationships. Mm. And uh, one thing that I would say, obviously, that's true about your relationship with God, but coming into college, um, really decide that um, you're going to put yourself out there and make friends um, because Mm -hmm. sometimes that is where the... Um, that's your, your, your positive friendships can be kind of like the main launch pad into your future and into the future that God has for you. Um, if you are purposing to spend time with people who are not perfect people, I want to stress that, but people who, um, are after the same things that you're after and after the heart of God, Mm. that's ultimately what is going to set you up for success in life. I Mm. really, really believe that life change happens in the context of relationships. Don't Mm, lock yourself in your dorm room. If, if you're a student who's going to come mute don't Mm -hmm. don't run to your car and run straight home at the end of the day get to know people because you really never know what person you're going to run into in the hallway one day that's going to be in your life for the next 30 40 50 Mm -hmm. years you know you don't know and that and those those could be the those could be the people you're having the rest of your christmases and thanksgivings Mm -hmm. with i mean you don't you don't know the family that god Mm -hmm. has set up for you Mm -hmm. that you would close yourself off to if you close yourself off to friends so that's super Super important. Definitely. Um, the one thing I would say, um, and piggy, piggybacking off you a little bit, Ali, is um, you know, put yourself out there. If say you came to college to play football and you sing, this, and I'm kind of speaking from my point of view a little bit. Who does that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, get involved with um, whether whether you want to sing uh, worship or you just want to join an acapella group or something. Put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Join those groups. Um, do what makes you happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because you never know who you will find in those groups. You'll never know um, who you might affect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, true. Because God can use you in so many different ways, even if you're not actively communicating with him. He'll still use you 100%. Put yourself out there. You know, go do something. Go get your feet wet. Put your toes in the water, mm-hmm. you know? Cool. Well, that's, this has been fun, guys. Allie, thanks so much for joining this us today. Cool. Yes. Thanks for having this me. This is super fun. Yeah. So here on the Roar, we have a tradition. 
Um, and we we'd be remiss if we let you slip by without. Why are y'all looking at me like that? Because you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. So the name of our podcast is the Roar, and every guest that we've had on, we've made them do the Roar. You're joking? Okay. No, so we're dead on. Let me to roar. You, we need to give you your best give, Roar. Give you a little context. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you give remember a um, Shrek three? No, dude. No. No. Okay. I, so there's this. I'm gonna show it you. Definitely we're gonna show it to you after this episode. We're gonna show you. There is a scene where Shrek is hosting this party, and there's this little kid with a bob, and he has a big lollipop in his hand, and he keeps looking at Shrek. He's like, "Do the right, do the right, do the right." So do that's what right. you gotta do. The right. Uh, you gotta give us your best, your best roar. roar. Oh come on now! <laughs> that was a meow, not a roar. I, I, it's oh, dude. I don't. I can't. Yeah, wow. I I I don't know. How to roar. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time. Okay, um, fine. Do, roaring. We'll let, my... the, we'll let the meow pass. Will we let her just get by with the meow? Yeah. Okay, fine. It's okay. Well, I'm guys. sorry. It's either gonna be that or like a Chewbacca type situation. <laughs> You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere podcasts are streamed. But thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Till next time. Yeah.